Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight on March 5th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just this segment yeah. of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions, a local advertising agency. Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and Your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, your actualized visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At your actualized visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your actualized visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling your actualized visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what your actualized visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com. Your actualized visions, your dreams today, not someday. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with SouthBayByJackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you today? I am well today, Joe. We're going to do something a little different. You know that, uh, yes. you, know, you know me, I'm always, um, I'm, I yes. produce this show, so I'm the one in charge of getting guests and picking topics and putting it all together. And, um, yes. you know, sometimes at the last minute, somebody just drops out. And quite frankly, yesterday, I was just too busy to scramble around. And get somebody else scheduled. Mm-hmm. So today we're just doing, you know, our fallback has always been the weekend guide. You know, uh, when, this doesn't happen right. often. It happens right. rarely. Uh, but I don't feel like doing that today. I, I'm thinking today, you know, it's 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 a free-for-all. You know, uh, whatever we want to talk about. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, you know, we keep it local. You know, we, we, you know, we don't get into, to, you know, and, we we stay we stay local. We generally like to stay local. So that's what we're going to do today, and we're just going to you know talk about. I I got a little list of things here I'd like to talk about. I'm sure you have your little list, and um, we'll put out the call yeah. number. And if anybody if anybody has something in their mind local again, uh, give us a call. All right, uh, and the number is seven one four two four two five two eight eight seven one four two four two five two eight eight. And uh, if you got something you want to opine about, uh, give us a call, all right, and we'll get you in. So right. Um, right. how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very 
excited about uh, you know the, the 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 I believe that the state of the uh, economy is uh, going to be uh, coming back, and uh, so I'm I'm hopeful. I think this is going to be a good year. I I think. I mean, this whole thing with the COVID nineteen virus is uh, a complete unexpected black swan event, but um, it's not as bad as uh, some people make it out. I think. I I agree one hundred percent. I agree one hundred percent. It's it's a you know a, a wrench thrown into the works. You know, our economy is you know going along great, and something like that comes around. And we all know markets don't like uncertainty. You know, we all right. know that, um, and it's been fluctuating. You know, was it yesterday or the day before? It was up eleven hundred. Yesterday it was down six hundred. Then it was up. You know, it's back and forth. But you know what? They, if you don't sell, you haven't lost anything, right? The people that panic <laughs> right. and say, oh, I, I got to get out of the market. I got to sell. Those are the ones that lose out. Uh, we go through this every so often. And if you, if you, if you're just, uh, if you don't panic, uh, you know, these things come back, you know, they always do, you know, uh, right. I remember right. in Let's... 2008, I remember in 2000, 2008, 2009, uh, people were saying the sky is falling. Uh, our home values will never be what they were. And, you know, so many mm-hmm. years later, they not only are what they were, they're more than what they were. So, you know, you just mm-hmm. got to keep a cool head about all this. And and with regard to the coronavirus, COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it it's not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's they're saying it's not even as bad as the flu that comes around every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think somebody said, you know, I've heard all sorts of numbers, but thousands of people die of the flu every year in this country. Right. You know, I've heard every anywhere from like 30,000 to 60,000 a year. I don't know what it is, but right. you know, all these different talking heads on TV and the radio and stuff that, you know, in the newspapers, they give you all these different numbers. Um, and this one, if treated, you'll be fine. You know, it's, it's the same mm-hmm. with, with any uh, virus of this type is if you have preexisting conditions, if you have respiratory issues or other health issues, obviously you're at higher risk. But if, if, if you have symptoms and you get tested and you have it and they treat you, you'll be fine. Um, my, you know, mm-hmm. it's funny. I was talking to somebody last week and I didn't read this, but they told me something like, you know, there are, it, it's it's affecting a lot more men. That more men are dying than women. And mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't surprised by that in the least. Do you know why? Why? Because. The vast majority of men and pretty much every man I know, when they are in pain or they are hurting or they are sick, they refuse to go to a doctor. They will suffer with it for weeks and months on end. I've seen this for years. My husband will complain of a toothache, and two weeks later, he's still complaining, and finally it gets so bad he has to go to the dentist. You know, when I, yeah. when I was training, doing MMA training – I trained with all these guys, and somebody would say, oh, man, my shoulder's killing me. Oh, oh, it's sore, it's sore. And that would go on for weeks, and finally it would get to the point where they couldn't take it anymore. they go to the doctor, and, oh, they tore their rotator cuff. You know, mm-hmm. me and most women I know, we have the slightest sign of a sniffle or an ache or something. We run to the doctor. But it's been my experience right. that men don't do that. Are, are you, right. Do you fall into that? Be honest with us, Joe. Be honest. <laughs> Um, it's, 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 it's not that I don't want to go. It's that I 
feel always every day there's there's a set of priorities and and the priority to go to the doctor is always last it's just that so simple. you're progressing all right that's that yeah, that's a better well, way of putting it. <laughs> that's a good way yeah. of putting it that you've got more important things yeah. to do but yeah. your health to me without your health everything else goes down the drain yeah. you know i yeah. i believe yeah, yeah. that no when <clears throat> I always say, you know, I have, you know, all you need is your your loved ones and your health. And if you have those two things, you're in pretty damn good shape. Yeah. Well, now, uh, when it comes to COVID-19, though, Jackie, I, you, uh, do you watch the uh, any of the uh, uh, press uh, – what am I saying? Do you, have you the, watched the, news. the, the press news. release? The, not the news. Not the news. But – when the vice president, Vice President Mike Pence, has a press conference, he usually gives over to the scientists to to answer questions about COVID. How dangerous is it? And one of the things Anthony Fauci has said is that the regular virus, which kills up to upwards of 50,000 people in the U.S. a year, is about 0.1% uh, fatal. 0.1% of the people that get it uh, it's fatal. But the news around the world is that COVID-19 is 2%. Two out of 100 people die. They get it. That's 20 times what the the uh, regular influenza is, which is 0.1%. Okay. Do you, do you, uh, and by the yeah, way, did you hear that? I, I, I watched that press conference. He's been doing a press conference every afternoon, Pence and his yeah. team. And yeah. I always have yeah. the TV on in the other room. You know, I, I just listen to it while I'm working. Yeah. And and yeah. every day he's had a press conference. I've watched every single one. And here's the issue with that. We don't – that's only what we know. Who was it? Uh, uh, Don Rumsfeld had a great saying. There are the things we know we know. There are the things we know we don't know. And there are the things mm-hmm. we don't know we we don't know. All right, or something like right. that. It, right. I, it, it's a great quote, and it's true because who the, the hell unknown, knows how many people have this? unknown well, unknowns? Yeah. Right, 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 right. Exactly the un, the unknown unknowns or the known unknowns. Exactly. We don't know how many people have this. They, you know, they're talking. Right. To, they, you know, everybody's saying that there are a lot of people that have it and they don't even know it because it's so mild. So we don't even know right. how many people have it. We we don't have a clue true. how many people have it. This that's true. that's a known from of of known facts of the people we know that are sick. So many die and that, and that's where we get our percentages. But for all we know, there could be thousands and thousands of other people running around with this and we don't know it. So, you know, and, and maybe they're all fine. And then that percentage goes mm-hmm. way down. So you got, you got to take everything, mm-hmm. you got to take all this into account. You know, you can't, you know, just mm-hmm. because somebody says, Oh, well, you know, this is 1% and we think this is 2% again of what we know it may be, but, there's a lot of unknowns, so I got to get that quote, yeah. and I got to I got to print it and hang it in my <laughs> office because no, it's a, it's a, it's a truth, it's a it's a truth, you know. But um, anyway, yeah. there, there, I got something from uh, Beach City's Health District yesterday uh, about the coronavirus, and they have the same recommend they're making the same recommendations that they're talking about on all the national news. All right, number one, when you're sick, stay home. All right. This is another thing that men do. They're sick, but they still go to work. Uh, just a couple of things. You know, when you're sick, stay home. Wash your hands. 
And they say to do it for a minimum of 20 seconds. Years ago, I heard 28 seconds, and I recently heard somebody say, oh, that, that doctor on um, that Netflix show, um, uh, Pandemic. Pandemic? Yeah. Ooh. It's a docudrama. It's a docudrama. And she was okay. saying you should wash okay. your hands, um, long, sing the birthday song twice. That's how long you should wash your hands for. So happy birthday <laughs> to you. You sing that song twice yeah. and, and yeah. while you're washing your hands, and that, and that will be effective. Uh, here's a big one, and this is something I've been working on now for a couple of weeks. Don't touch your face. Do you have right. any idea – how many times a day we touch our face? I've heard between 500 times a day to 1,000 times a day. And yeah, I'm Italian. Crazy. So, you know, yeah. I, we Italians talk with their hands. So our hands are always yeah. in our face. And we have all those great those great <laughs> hand signals. Um, so yeah. I have been working very hard on not touching my face, but it's almost impossible. Um, right. Yeah, don't touch your face. Uh, of course, avoid close contact with people who are sick. All right. So JB came home from Trader Joe's the other day and he said, oh, my goodness, some woman was in the aisle sneezing her head off and everybody ran. And, it, you know, they scattered uh, out of the aisle. Yeah. And nobody wanted to, you know. Um, OK, so clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces and objects that, um, right. you know, this is something, again, that I practiced for years when I'm in a public restroom. After I wash mm-hmm. my hands, I keep the, the towel I dry it with to open the doorknob. You know, after yeah. I wash my hands, the last thing I want to do is touch that doorknob. So, um, yeah. you know, light switches, uh, you know, keyboards, you know, if you share keyboards with people, and of course toys, children's toys. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, clean and disinfect frequently. Good, Always a good idea. Uh, use a tissue, not your hand. So cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue and then throw it in the trash. If you don't have a tissue, use your sleeve. All right. Um, Have an ample supply of essentials at home. And that includes water, food, essential hygiene items, medication. Uh, Now, living in Southern California, I I would say most of us uh, always have a good stockpile of stuff because we live in earthquake country. Right. Right. you know, this is the, you know this is just another opportunity to be beef up your supplies. Yeah, we've been doing that. You know, um, go through, maybe toss out anything that's expired. You know, and replenish it. Um, and they recommend get your flu vaccine. All right. Right. Uh, flu, flu season's almost Have over you at this yours? point. But uh, Have I, you, you know something, yours? Joe. I never get I I've never had the flu. I don't get sick. I don't get colds and I don't get the flu. So I have never had a flu shot in my life, but I've never had the flu. So okay. um I've okay. got I've got this monster immune system. So I don't I I know my doctors, you know, are like, "Well, that doesn't I'm like, "Look it. If I don't get it, I don't get it. Why would I get a vaccine?" But that's just me. I don't, you know, okay. everybody else mm-hmm. what you want. Uh yeah. um now the face mask conundrum that, you know, we're hearing uh-huh. all this stuff about. I it's interesting because um, there are there are specialists and doctors and virologists on TV saying, you know, don't run out and buy face masks. We need those face masks for the medical people, which is really funny. On the one hand, they're saying they're not really effective, but the medical people need them. So, uh, you know, they're effective oh. when they're used appropriately. Well, well, this is what this is. Face masks are most effective when used appropriately by healthcare workers and people who are sick. Um 
If you are healthy, you only need to wear a mask if you are taking care of a person with suspected coronavirus. I don't believe that for a minute. Um, so, you know, it, 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 I can't see doing? how we can. I can't. I can't see how it can't help a little bit. A little, you know what I mean? I saw a doctor on mm-hmm. TV the other day talking about even those N95 ones. He said we have to be fitted for those. You know, yeah. I've used face masks. You know, I've used them yeah. in you know different situations. Um, but I, I have no issue with wearing the face mask. Uh, we have them. We've yeah. always had them in our, yeah. our in our uh, you know earthquake kit, and we 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 checked mm-hmm. them a couple of weeks ago, and we and we have a couple of them. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, honestly, if you're going to be flying or on a train or something, I don't see the harm in wearing a face mask. I mean, maybe you make other, other people <laughs> nervous, but you know, I, I don't see a problem with that. How do you feel about it? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, face masks. Well, the surgical masks, the simple ones are for patients who have some underlying condition or, or a virus so that they don't transmit the N95s, which are more expensive those are designed to prevent you from getting infected and they have to be worn <laughs> tightly around your, your face and there's no problem wearing them. I, I agree that uh, if you feel uncomfortable or you're in a confined space, which certainly a plane is, then there's no problem in wearing it. Other yeah, people I just have to I suck it have... up. Well, the surgical masks, is interesting. The, the sur- <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the surgical yeah. masks traditionally the you know the doctors that wear them in surgery it's so that they don't get their fiddle or breath or whatever it, on the person they're operating on it's not to protect Correct. them from the, per, the the person that they're Correct. they're dealing with it's so that Correct. they don't by accidentally drool into a body cavity or something right uh, Correct. <laughs> Correct. maybe i'm not which is so well, easy but... to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that's it that's it yeah. so you know, gosh, uh, getting this information out to people, though. You know, Jackie, you were just telling me you don't you don't get the influenza vaccine that we have and that's available at any Rite Aid or Walmart, right? Right. So right. what makes you think, Jackie, that if we had coronavirus vaccine at every Walmart or or, or uh, Rite Aid that people would actually go and get it. Well, I I, I you know I, I think I think the people that are panicking are the ones that would run. They'd be the first in line. You know, right? There, there are a lot of people that are afraid, and they say, "Let me go get a vaccine and do it." And you know, um, I, you know, I'm I'm a little old school like this. I you know I I've never gone for those disinfectant you know, bottles that everybody seems to use. I've, I'm a big believer in kids should be exposed to, to, to germs. You know, that's the mm-hmm. only way they build up their immunity. That's how they build up their immunity. You know, I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we, yeah, we washed our hands and we brushed our teeth and stuff. We had, we had good, good hygiene, but um, we, we weren't, con- my, my parents weren't constantly, you know, wiping off surfaces so we didn't get exposed to germs. And, that, you know, that's how you build immunity. As a matter of fact, you know, growing up, I, well, as I said, I was never sick. I never took antibiotics, you know, right. and, and I, and I've always, I've always been a firm believer in that. And, and today I won't take antibiotics, you know, I, I'm just not, right. not a fan of them, but um, again, that's just me. This isn't advice for anybody. So, you know, no, everybody's no. different. Everybody has well, to do what they have to do. 
Yeah, and, and, and you, I think you and I disagree about the potential impact of COVID-19, um, but I have to tell you that I highly, highly, highly recommend to people by Dr. Josh Axe, A-X-E, Dr. Josh Axe. He's been on, you know, uh, all the, the major talk shows on, on, on Dr. Oz and so forth. It's called Eat Dirt. And it's about oh, leaky yes. bowel yes. syndrome and about how our internal biome is sick, not because of exposure to, uh, you know, to the environment, but because we sanitize our exposure to environments. We, we have too many, um, you know, uh, antibiotics in uh, mm-hmm. our food, meat, and all this other stuff. That's the problem is that we don't have mm-hmm. a natural, uh, full uh, biome internally in our, in our guts, and that causes leaky gut syndrome. And basically, bottom line, eat dirt is about the picture on the front cover is a picture of dirty carrots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, it's just, it's just uh, I think that our, our environment is, uh, too squeaky clean in some cases, and that's why uh, more people are getting sick and having less uh, robust immune systems, and uh, hopefully that'll change. One thing we should talk about when we are talking about COVID-19 is that there is, as you, as you pointed out, we don't have a lot of very good data. This is a, a moving target. Um, the, the trending analysis is that it's more deadly than the the influenza because we don't have accurate numbers on who's infected. But that's because we don't have the test kits. Jackie, they are testing 15,000 people a week in South Korea. We haven't tested 5,000 people yet in 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 the United States. Why is that, Jackie? Why is that? Because we don't have the damn kits. Because the kids are made someplace else, why the medications that? made someplace else. Why is no. that? Because it's cheaper. No, they're made here. That's why we we have the ability to have every medical company across the com- country, and there's many in every state, manufacture them. But we didn't give them the go ahead to do that until just like a few days ago, less than a week. Oh, I thought that. Why I is thought that? that was because we didn't we didn't have the test kits. Why is it? I don't know. Why is that? I I think because at the beginning of this uh, epidemic or this potential epidemic, our leadership didn't know that testing was important. Okay, I'm not going to get into the leadership with you because everybody everybody jumped on you know the president for for the travel ban. They called him a xenophobe, all right? And now, you know, because he did it too early. I'm not going to get into that. I think it was a good move. Yeah. I, 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 you know, yeah. so, and, and, yeah, so I'm not, I don't even want to get into the politics of it. You know, the, pol- the politics are okay. not important to me. But um, okay. uh, the other thing, there was one other thing on this list that I wanted to mention is um, What's that? stay updated on travel health notices <clears throat> to avoid non-essential travel, all right? Oh, by the way, all this mm-hmm. information is on the Beach Cities Health District page. It's uh, bchd.org forward slash coronavirus. All right, and they have all of these helpful tips. But travel, interesting, because 
uh, a couple of my nephews and their friends uh, had a trip planned to Italy in July. They've canceled it. Um, uh, another friend, a friend of a friend was, who's Korean, who was supposed to go back to Korea to visit some of her family, canceled her trip. Uh, She has a couple young children here. And and her reasoning was, she said, I may not be able to get back into the United States, you know, if something happens. So she cancels her trip. I'm hearing about people canceling their overseas stuff. Um, I personally have a trip planned in the United States. It's for vacation purposes. And and there is no way I am missing that flight. I'm just saying. (laughs) I am getting on that plane, (laughs) come hell or high water, and that is it because I need a vacation. So, uh, you know, overseas travel, I would be wary of if it's not if it's not essential. You know, if if you had a lovely vacation planned in France or someplace in Europe, or uh, you you might want to rethink it. You know, you might want to rethink that. Right. But I think it's It's, absolutely safe to fly in this country on 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 our planes, on you know on American airline not not American but American airlines not American airlines but United (laughs) States airlines. You know what I mean. Yeah, because right. no, because you right. know they, they they know they know you know they they clean everything and um, you know they're I think a, a lot more responsible than a, a lot of other places, um, a, a lot can, of other companies. You can believe so, they're very active now cleaning uh, effectively. Oh, you can believe that. Well, did, did you did you hear the story about the the cruise ship? I, you know, there are a couple of cruise ship situations. I know there's one sitting off of San Francisco that they're not letting in. But I think it was an, I don't know if it was that one or another one where the crew a cruise ship the actual ship came into port the people left there was a guy on it that they found that had the virus they went back yeah. out with another group of people and now because they didn't know about the virus and they didn't do all the disinfecting now that group of people can't get off the ship because of fears that somebody may have contracted it from the guy who was on the previous trip right. Right. Is that is that the one in San Francisco? Is that is, I is believe that, that it is the one in San Francisco. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And what a nightmare. I mean, you know, for people who are retired, um, you know, I don't know, maybe it doesn't matter. But for people who have jobs, kids, businesses, what a nightmare. Yeah, it's it, well, it's definitely it's definitely an inconvenience, you know, um, and that's where, you know, everybody needs to help each other at that point. You know, if, yes. if you, if you run a small business, you know, you, fortunately, you know, we can, people can make contact with other people, you know, fortunately, it's not like the stone ages, you know, people can just pick up the phone and say, Hey, I'm quarantined on a ship for the next two weeks. Can, can you, can you, can you take care of the store for me? You know, um, obviously with children, you know, families and friends will have to chip in everybody. Everybody has to help everybody in these situations. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So that we have talked about coronavirus. Many people are getting the information that they want those people that are ignoring the information that they want are ignoring the information that they want but what about the economy uh that has been a story what do you what do you what's your take on that well we already discussed that at the top of the show i'm not concerned about it i'm really not concerned about it as i said markets don't like you know when things aren't sure they don't like you know, it, and they and they go wobbly. They go up and down, up and down, up and down. You sit back. You don't you don't rush out and sell everything and get out. 
Uh, no, I, I have no, I have absolutely no issue with the economy. The economy is roaring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and you know how I know everywhere I look, everywhere. You know, I walk every day. You know, in my travels, everybody is looking to hire. Everybody is. Everybody's got yeah. job openings. You know, so yeah. so when when they're looking, you know, when I see signs in almost every other window, you know, need help. You know, hiring this, hiring that. I I say it's good. So I, I don't I don't dwell on that. I think it's going great. <clears throat> this this well, coronavirus, as far as the economy goes, is a blip. Yeah, well, okay. I I don't deny that, actually. Um, I think that, uh, um, you know, we have to remember the words of the Oracle of Omaha whenever these uh, situations occur. Yeah, yeah. And that, that is Warren Buffett. And, uh, you know, when, when it, it, when you sense greed in the market, that's a time to be fearful. And when you sense fear in the market, that's a time to be greedy. Yeah. It's very well, simple. That, didn't, when I there's... Mention, didn't I mention mm-hmm. that last week on the show? It, it, when the market goes like that, it's a, it's a buying opportunity. I mentioned right, that to you right, last week. Right, right. yeah. No, it, it, I generally agree with that. I mean, there are some outliers – uh, you know, one of the outliers we didn't talk about. One of the outliers, if you are invested in, heavily in the Tokyo Olympics 2020, I would say they have a problem uh, because they're they're the Tokyo Olympics, the Olympics in general, the Summer Games are based around travel, international travel in, in mm-hmm. particular. And international travel is is uh, is having an issue. Specifically, international travel is having an issue right now. But uh, the games will happen. Uh, they're they're talking about all kinds of things, like like obviously continuing with the games, uh, testing all the athletes, but potentially not having huge crowds in the stadiums. I don't know what's going to happen. I wish the Japanese luck on that because. Uh, you know, uh, the the drumbeat well, there, of the news I, media. I, I, I believe they're already doing that. I believe they're already doing that in Europe. They're having soccer games with no with no audience. Correct. You know, which correct. You know something we can. We, you know, watching it on TV, as far as I'm concerned, is always yeah. the best seat in the house. You know. Yeah, they still have seats, uh, so that's fine. Yeah. yeah. You can still watch it. You just won't. You won't be in the stadiums, which is fine. Which is just a smart move. You know, so, right. uh, yeah, I don't have an issue. And it's so funny, at the top of the show, we were talking about we're going to keep it local, and all we're talking about is the international and national coronavirus. <laughs> um, let's well, get back to keeping it local. Let's get back. To, oh, you yeah. know what? Let's do a station break. Let's do a station break and give out the number again. See if anybody wants to call okay. in and opine. would love for you to call in. Please do so at 714 Again, that number is area code 714-242-5288. We'd love to talk about the news of the day um, that's, that's uh, local. We'd love to talk about that, or we'd love to talk about your preparedness uh, for coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, or whatever you'd like to talk about, because we are a hyper-local radio show. We come to you every Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Uh, on Thursdays, it's uh, South Bay Spotlight, where we talk about all the best that the South Bay has to offer. And on Fridays, it's Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. 
where we talk about all the best that the South Bay has to offer, uh, but with a special emphasis on the city of Manhattan Beach and, of course, the members of the Manhattan Beach Chamber because we're proudly sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber on Fridays uh, at 8 a.m. And, of course, we, we, we are thrilled and proud that we are available via all your smart speaker devices, whether it's Google or Alexa or Siri. You can just ask, uh, hey, play the South Bay show, and uh, we will come up on your device. Uh, so it's very easy to join us on a regular basis. Um, we love having this show, and we love having you join us. Share it with your neighbors and friends, and uh, we will we will uh, be together every Thursday and Friday. Now, Jackie, what else are we yes. going to talk about that's local? What, well, what, okay, well, this is uh, this was big national news, but it's also local. A couple of things I wanted to test was the recent election. Uh, we we voted yeah. on March third. Uh, it was a, a presidential primary, but. Uh, you got to come down ballot a little bit, and there there were some local issues. Um, uh, Torrance and Gardena had uh, elections for their council people, um, right. and then a couple of other local cities had had measures uh, about different things. But the two items I wanted to talk about was uh, uh, the Prop 13 and the uh, uh, proposition. I think it was FD. It was called FD, I think, and uh, or, right. or maybe I have that wrong. I don't. But anyway, Prop 13, they were trying to uh, mess with Proposition 13 from back in the 70s. 70, I think it was the 70s. Uh, property tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they wanted to do like a split something. I can't remember what the term was, but I think they were trying to horn in on uh, uh, businesses, uh, commercial businesses, where they would be taxed more, and it was voted down because we all know, right? Yeah. We all know that yeah. once you once the foot toe is in the door, they'll come for the rest of it later, you know. So, but that was voted <laughs> down uh, overwhelmingly, um, and and uh, I think we're all happy about that. I, I'm happy about that. Um, okay. The other one, the other one was the. Uh, uh, measure uh, measure FD, I think it was called. It was a six cent parcel tax for LA County Fire, um, and right. that was voted down soundingly, which is very interesting. I mean, you know, for the people that use LA County services, that's interesting that they would vote that down because those are your services. But uh, I think people are sick of being taxed. I, I think people are done. I think. Do you remember a couple of years ago the gas tax? Do you remember the gas tax? Uh, I think it was a twelve cent, twelve cent a gallon gas tax, and then that there was a some sort of bump in the registration fees, and um, yeah, yeah, and and remember how they worded it weirdly so that you thought, oh, I'm against this, I'm going to vote no, but it was like if you were against it, you were supposed to vote yes. So a, yeah. there was a lot of confusion in there, but the other thing was it, it it did pass, but the other thing was you know there are a lot of people driving electric cars now, and Right. They would vote for it because they don't buy tax, they don't buy gas, so they don't they won't get taxed on it. So I know a lot of people that drove electric cars voted for it, but the problem was they claimed that all of this new tax was going to infrastructure for our roads, that they were going to improve our roads and make repairs and all this stuff. And it was just a few months ago that Governor Gavin Newsom turned around and took the money for something else. 
You know, they always say mm-hmm. it's going to go for one thing, and then we say, okay, yeah, that's good. Let's do it. Let's let's tax ourselves a little more so we can get this fixed. And then Sacramento just takes the money and runs with it and goes someplace else. I think a lot of it's going to the pensions. Um, mm-hmm. But it was interesting because, you know, you know me. You know how I love to say I told you so? You know, when that announcement <laughs> was made, I went on I, – I went online. I was like, to all you idiots that voted for that gas tax, I told you so, you know, and not one, you know, crickets on that thread, right? Crickets. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so they, 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 the people said, no, we're not, people are done. People are done being taxed. We, all this money is going to Sacramento and, and they just waste and waste and waste it. And, and we're done with it. We're done with it. Right. It was it was it was fifty five to forty four, so it wasn't a like a sweep down, but it just it it Prop thirteen did not uh, garner any uh, any I don't know who was behind it really, but it it did not garner any support um, mm. in the electorate. That's for sure. Um, yeah. and of course it won. And Polit- not even, politicians uh, supported really- it, Joe. Politician, politicians supported it. All right, let's just—it was the politicians supporting it. I saw several local, you know, South Bay council people. I've seen some of their stuff on social media. Vote for it. Vote for it. It's the politicians that yeah. were pushing it. Businesses it certainly won. Weren't. Right, it won in local. I'm sorry, high population centers like San Francisco Bay Area and Los Angeles County, it did win, but not in the state as a whole. Um, the state as a whole uh, resoundingly rejected it. But uh, mm-hmm. in high population centers like Los Angeles County, it did actually win. Um, so, um, you know, there you go. There's the, the rural versus urban uh, divide there. California, it's dark if you look at it. All the map is red except right around San Francisco, right around LA. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, surprise, surprise. That's pretty amazing. Those are your, your those are your ultra liberal centers. And again, it was the politicians that wanted it, you know. Uh and and government people that wanted it because it's more money in their pocket to spend on what they feel is important. So you know, Joe, right. I'm a libertarian right. at heart. You know, I'm a libertarian yeah. at heart. I I think the less government interference, the better. I, I you know, government needs to get out of our personal lives. They need to get out of our business lives. They need to get out of our lives because because they don't. They're bureaucrats. They don't know the first thing about. Think about it. Politicians they don't know the first thing about making money. All right, and they don't know the yeah. first thing about yeah. how to spend it. Yeah. All right, the way they spend money, it's it's unbelievable. Um. And, the, you know, even I see it now on the TV on the national level with the whole presidential primary. You know, Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. didn't have a mm-hmm. job until he was in his 40s. All right. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden's been Joe Biden's been in office for over 40, 40 years. You know, there, yeah. if you know, if you're not out in the real world and and know what it takes to run a business, whether it's small or large, if you don't if you don't know what it's like to have to budget. You know, for food and rent every and, and car payments every month, and, and these mm-hmm. are the people that you know are spending our money. So you know, it you know well, that is what it is. Anyway, I, anyway, I, again, I don't really. Roles. I'm sorry. I, I, huh? Say again. What? I said government has its roles, like 
public health, protecting us from virus epidemics. That's a mm-hmm. strictly government role. Uh, it right, takes right. wide uh, coordination across the country and that kind of thing. But the problem with government isn't that it's not needed. I think the problem with government is that it doesn't do things in the right way. For instance, I think government should be structured like a business with the people as the executive and then the the workers doing – the workers of government – doing the business of government to make a profit, not a financial profit, but the profit is the the well-being of the people. And that process, that concept of government working towards the benefit of the people isn't always evident. That's why Bernie Sanders is so popular. That's why, you know, we have such dislocation. Like we were talking about uh, the lotto. Does the lotto actually benefit schools in California? And we're having such a tremendous problem with school funding. Yeah. Where well, is the lotto a, money? There were, there were several measures on the ballot in different cities to, to, to fix schools, to, school infrastructure and, and stuff. And, you know, again, what happened to all that money? You know, and the, the, the lotto is ongoing. You know, it's not some $15 million bond, you know, one-time thing. Lotto's, we've had a lotto for years. <laughs> Our schools should be in fantastic shape. You know, so it's amazing to me that all of these propositions and measures on the ballot to fix schools. I'm like, well, wait a minute, doesn't don't the school? You know, schools are the first things that get hit, and and that is a crying shame. That's a crying shame. But mm-hmm. I wanted to touch on something else, uh, and this is hyper hyper local. Um, mm-hmm. Last week, and I mentioned it in my weekend guide today. Last week, I attended a Dine Around LA event, which took place in Riviera Village last week. Um, there's a company that's called Dine Around LA, and what it is is it's it's for concierges, all right? Uh, what happens is the company sets up, they, they go into different parts of Los Angeles, uh, very small contained areas, and they get a bunch of these different restaurants in those areas to sign up, and they bring in all of these concierges from hotels all over Los Angeles. And the purpose is so that these concierges know what is available out there for their clientele. So okay. if, if, if you're a concierge and one of your guests come up and they say, you know, I'm really in the mood for some good Vietnamese food. Can you recommend any place? Right. So mm-hmm. that's what it's for. And, um, so, so there was this event in Riviera Village last week, and we hit about seven different local res- restaurants right, right in Riviera Village. When I say hyper hyper local, it's you know it's a very small area. I've gone to other ones in Hermosa and Manhattan, and uh, it's it's not a thing as I said that's open to the public. You can't say, oh, where do I sign up for this? It's it's they invite the concierges, so it's not for public consumption. But I went, I I get invited on these because I'm a local influencer. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I do a write up on them. And so I, I posted that uh, two days ago in a, and again in my weekend guide today. And boy, oh, boy, you know, in Riviera, well, in the entire the entire South Bay has the restaurant scene exploded several years ago. You know, Manhattan right. Beach and and Hermosa Beach and. And there's just stuff going on every place. And El Segundo and Lomita, there's so much stuff going on. And, you know, I have a hard time keeping up with all of these new places. 
um, I have a, a, a dining page on my website of, you know, it's just my favorites. You know, I'm not a restaurant mm-hmm. critic. You know, I, you know, I'm just saying this, these are the places I like, you know, and, but, but there's so many new places and people are constantly asking me, Oh, have you been to slay yet? And I'm like, no, you know, Oh, have you been to Redici yet? I'm like, no, you know, so, so it's very hard to keep up with everything. So whenever these events roll around, I take advantage of it because what we do is we spend, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes in each restaurant. They know our group is coming in. Um, they plan, you know, uh, drinks, uh, beverages and, uh, and, and food. Every, everybody's different. You know, uh, some people will do a couple of different appetizers. Some people will adjust entrees, you know, instead of one entree, like a platter for us, uh, other, other places, you know, we'll do two or three specialty drinks and they'll, they'll put out one appetizer and one salad and one entree just, just to get a feel for it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. so yes, yeah. So, so I, I went on that last week and, uh, hit, uh, Gabby James in okay. these, all of these places are in Riviera Village, with the exception of one, they're all on Catalina Avenue. But we went to Gabby <laughs> James. Um, w- w- I can't say enough about the food in the South Bay. It's just so good. But we went to Gabby James. We went to Turquoise, which now Gabby James is there uh, about a year and a half, maybe two years. Um, we went to, yeah, about two years. And then we went across the street to Turquoise, which has been there for 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. We went to the new Hook and Plow location. Uh, there's been a Hook and Plow in Hermosa Beach for several years. And they just, uh, last year, they opened it, a, a new one on Catalina and Riviera Village. So we stopped in there. Uh, we stopped by the King Harbor Brewing Tap Room and had a Hermosa Cerveza, or no, Cerveza Hermosa, I think it was called. And then we went across the street to uh, another brand new place. It's called Riviera House and had Mm -hmm. some food and drinks there. And then we just went up the block to uh, Little Sister, which has been open for uh, over a year. Um, Again, I haven't had an opportunity to eat there yet and um, went in there and had, had several several dishes there. And then we ended the night at Rock and Brews, Rock and Brews, where we had a dessert. Which was oh mm-hmm. boy, ending the night on a sweet note, and they just brought out all of these monster desserts, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm sleeping well tonight. So um, <laughs> yeah. So when you get a chance, that's fantastic. Yeah. Who was this? With? Yeah. Who were you with? Called Dine Around LA. The business is owned by a woman named Marianne Borders, and there were I guess about 25 concierges from all over Southern California. We had a concierge from Terranea. We had a couple of concierges from Shade Hotels. We had Maria Elena from Crown Plaza Redondo. Uh, we had uh, we had we had one or two concierges from Beverly Hills. Uh, several from um, hotels in the LAX area. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know all the hotels around LAX, which you know you can imagine, right? I mean, we, we're we're such close proximity to LAX. I'm sure that they get a ton of you know. In LAX proper, there aren't that many, you know, you know, restaurant. I mean, every hotel is a restaurant, mm-hmm. but not standalone places. Right. So, uh, right. so you know, people that are staying at LAX, they want they want to get out and see some of Southern California and eat good food. And so, yeah, that 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 was the program. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, beautiful, wonderful. Yeah, there's another one coming up in May. I think it's going to be in Manhattan Beach. So, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, as I said, there are, there are several restaurants in Manhattan Beach that have been open a while that I haven't gotten to yet. It's hard to keep up on all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was just rolling by Chez Melange uh, the other day. Hard to keep track. Closed, closed. I know. Done. I know. I know, I know. Yeah. They had their big, uh, they had the, what was it called? Closing night. The Last Supper. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. closed on Leap Year Day. They closed on February 29th. That was their last night. And, uh, boy, th- you know, that that was my go-to spot. So I, yeah. I, I am as well as a lot of other people. You know, it was a neighborhood place. Uh, so everybody's going to miss that desperately. But, as I just said, there's a ton of other great places in uh, – in, in, actually, um, I saw a quote by Robert Bell, the, the partner and chef at Chez Melange. He said something to the effect of when they opened that location, there were only eight or nine restaurants in, in, in the village. Now there's over mm-hmm. 20. Right. Right. So no shortage, no shortage of options, but we'll, we'll miss Michael. We'll miss Michael and Robert. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no review of the local scene can be uh, can be had without that uh, mention of that. It's going to be a, a great loss for uh, many years until something else. There's some, been so many throughout the years. My wife and I really miss sort of neighborhood diners uh, like Backburner in Hermosa. We miss that terribly. Um, but it's just become too expensive for that kind of a business model to survive in the South Bay. And, uh, well, I mean, there's the, the kettle that's still around, but that's that. Well, there are a couple still around. There's one in Hermosa. There's one in Hermosa on Pier. Oh, no, Aviation. I think it's still there. It was a little corner diner. Oh, Ocean Diner? Um, Ocean Diner. Ocean Diner, yeah. Isn't that still there? Mm. Absolutely. The Ocean Diner is yeah. still, still there. The the same owner, Rick, owns Ocean Diner and Java Man. And so oh, he's, okay. still, he's still there um, because he has two locations. He has <laughs> – and he owns his locations. Right. This is the thing, Jackie. It doesn't That's work when key. you have a landlord. That's yeah. yeah, that's the key. In the South Bay, you got to have a business. You, you better own the land underneath it. That's that's always been the mm-hmm. case, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he will survive. Um, but uh, the, the other businesses that depended on landlords that at some point wanted to raise their rents, um, they, they, can, they could not survive. Mm. All right. Well, so, anything else? We got a few you- minutes left. You know, you know, you know what the biggest problem with our show is. <laughs> I'll tell what? you what the biggest. What's the biggest you, problem with I'll this you, show, I'll, ladies and gentlemen? I'll tell you what Call the problem now. with this show is that, like, ninety-nine percent of the people listen in podcasts. That's why nobody calls in because everybody listens to it after the fact. You know, not right. that many people listen to it live. So, so as a matter of fact, I'm right. not doing any more giveaways on the air. Because we tried right. the last couple of weeks to give away some stuff, and you know, as it, people listen in pot, and after the fact, they don't listen live, so they can't call in. So I'm from now on, any giveaways, I'm doing it on social media. I did that last week, and boy, they mm. went in seconds. You know, so mm. uh, 
Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. It has to be done on social media. Yeah. The giveaways. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something you learn. I mean, this takes time, and people don't have this kind of time at 8 a.m. Thursdays or Fridays. They just they just don't. They have other time at other, you know, well, when they're no, working out or you whatever. Know, it's interesting. It's interesting because I know people that do listen to us like during the commute, but they can't be making calls during the commute. You know what I mean? Like if they, yeah. oh, I want to call in, that's dangerous. So, so we don't want people yeah. that are driving to work doing that. You know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, or people working out in the gym, they're not going to stop their workout, you know, to pick up their phone and dial in so they win some Kings tickets. But uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we rethink that. The other thing I wanted to mention is uh, at at the halfway point uh, station break you mentioned uh, you could just say hey Siri play the South Bay show I do that um, when I go on my walks you know I'll listen to some oh, there there she goes she just went on she just turned on unbelievable hmm. um, <laughs> you know, what I'll what I'll do is like after the show like I'll I'll go out for my walk and I'll 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 do that to listen to it a little bit during my walk and then um, what happens is it never takes on the first time you know, I have mm. to say it twice. I'm not going to say it again because she just said I couldn't understand what you said. But um, I, I it, it, the first time it ever works, the second time, and I say I enunciate clearly, and it yeah. comes right up. So that's good to know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it's uh, you know we we just need to get more listeners. We need to figure out how to. Get more of the people more, that more listen live, to more share. live listeners. Yeah, more, more, live, more live listeners. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, Get as out, you just said, it people are busy and and they're doing things at eight in the morning and uh, yeah. So, yeah. but you know, you you live you, you live you learn. So, and again, that only really affects you know when when we want people to call in and for the most part, that's giveaways and shows like this. But um, did we solve any of the world's problems today? I don't know, but we did. I I think we helped some people. Understand, we have, we are blessed in the South Bay to have, I don't, uh, 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 rare, I, I think they're pretty rare, the Beach Cities Health District, which is a government, uh, it's not government run, but I mean, it was, it was mandated uh, by the state legislature to have these health districts, and there aren't that many, we are very, very lucky to have it, and you can find out all you need to know about COVID-19 at bch, uh, bchd.org. I think I got that right. Let me, let me B-C-H-D, B- Beach Cities Health Districts, yes. Right, right. BCHD. It's, and they have it yeah. right on the front page. Boom. <laughs> it's right there on the front mm-hmm. page. Uh, the health alert for uh, so here here's the challenge here's the challenge Joe for you and everybody else out there anybody listening to this try and keep your hands away from your face try not to touch your face today just say it out loud and then you'll realize every time you touch your face today all right just try it (laughs) that's that's today's challenge okay let's uh, let's uh, let's let's end this now let's go we only got a couple of minutes but I'm ready for the day to start all right All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Share this show with your friends and relatives and neighbors. You can share it with anybody anywhere in the world. Just send them an email. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, Jackie, who who do we have on tomorrow? 
we're going to have Carrie Sachs of Creatively Ignite on. Uh, she's a member yeah. of the Manhattan Beach Business uh, Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce, and she's going to be talking on. She's talking about, it's about content, content, explosive content. This is your chance to ignite, creatively ignite your business. Join us tomorrow at 8 a.m. Uh, or just, uh, you know, join us with your, uh, your favorite smart speaker. So that's our show for today. Thank you, Jackie. Pleasure, Joe. We'll see you all tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody.